0: Going to the vaccination clinic can be an intimidating prospect, to say the least. It can involve long lines, long wait times, exposure to crowds of people, and a shot in the arm, which isn't something most people would say they enjoy. If you think about it, it's kind of like going to Canada's Wonderland. Only, the line is stressful, and instead of a ride, you get a needle. Truthfully, though, we've heard about a range of experiences with COVID-19 vaccine clinics. Personally, mine wasn't too busy. I went to a pharmacy and didn't have to wait very long. What about you, June?
1: Well, my first vaccine, I waited a little bit in a line, uh, got vaccinated at a provincial government center, but the second one was a
0: pretty quick, easy in and out just at a pharmacy like you. But you know, really, we only went twice each to a vaccine clinic. So why don't we ask someone who's been to one more times than they can count? I'm June, And I'm Sam.
1: And welcome back to Vaccination the show where we have candid conversations with researchers and scientists and ask them the questions that the mainstream media hasn't quite answered about your vaccination.
0: Today we have with us Matt Jokel, a second-year pharmacy student at U of T and a vaccinator who has been putting shots in arms since May to tell us more about his experience. Matt, thank you for joining us.
2: No worries. Thanks for having me on. I love what you guys
1: do and I'm glad to be a part of it. So first things first, starting with, where do you vaccinate? And what has your experience uh, at that location been throughout this entire pandemic?
2: So I've been working at uh, my local Shoppers Drug Mart uh, for the past uh, past little month and a half. Um, originally, I was expecting just to do basic uh, pharmacy things, but I offered to help out with vaccinations, So I've been doing that. Uh, that's pretty much all I do now. Um, been a good experience. Some days are definitely busier than others. Um, I do maybe when we're fully booked, I vaccinate up to 90 people a day, but sometimes it's slow and I do like 20 to 40, but you know, it, it varies, but it's been a good experience overall.
0: What do you think your total number of vaccinations has been? Your total number?
2: I'd probably, at this point, I'd probably
0: bar- ballpark it at around 1,500. 1,500 shot. wow. Wow, that's an impressive number of, of vaccinations for one guy. It
2: it it flies by, honestly. I mean, it's it's nothing it's nothing compared to what the 26,000 that they did at Scotiabank Bank a few weeks ago. Yeah, that was that was a
0: lot. They broke a record, I think, right? Yeah. So um you said you're a pharmacy student. So what training or qualifications specifically uh, did you need to become a vaccinator? Like, are there other people that work with you that give vaccines that maybe aren't in pharmacy school and have some other qualification or something?
2: Uh, well, in the, in the pharmacy, work, it's just me and, and the other pharmacists that are, that are uh, able to vaccinate. So um, I think that option is available to, to be a licensed vaccinator or a certified vaccinator. It's available for pharmacists, pharmacy students, and then I believe those that are nurses and physicians. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm leaving out a profession there. Um, but in order to become one, you have to pass a certified course that's uh, that's approved by the appropriate regulatory body. So in, in my case, I had to do a course that was approved by the Ontario College of Pharmacists, um, which as, as is, in, is the case with most things, had a part online and a part in-person um, component to it. And then once I completed that and got the certificate, I was able to
0: start right away. What kinds of things did uh, that course cover?
2: Uh, some basic background information on vaccines in terms, in terms of the online, uh, self learning part, um, general practices, uh, when vaccinating and things like that.
0: And then on top of that, so on top of this course that you have to take to be a vaccinator, everyone who's eligible to take this course has to have at least the beginnings of some kind of like a healthcare degree. It sounds like pretty much. Yeah. So we're, we're in good hands. (laughs) (laughs) I'd hope so.
1: (laughs) That's, that's very good to hear. Uh, here's an interesting one. Have you ever had someone come in that was unsure about getting the vaccine? And if so, what was your strategy for making those people as comfortable as possible?
2: I think for the most part, the people that I see no no one's really super hesitant about getting the vaccine. Everyone that you know has made an appointment is you know pretty much committed for the most part, especially with those that are getting the second dose. Um, a lot of the time it's just general fear of of needles that's that's one of the most common things that I see so at at that point, it's just kind of reassuring people that, you know it it'll be it'll be quick it's a it's a very small needle um uh, if they're really afraid, do the the you know deep breath in, let it out slowly. and a lot of the time most people's reaction was like, well, that's it because um, i I don't know if you had a similar experience, but my my shot was was very quick um both of them, so that seems to be a common experience like the kind of the surprise of like oh that's that's all there is to it it's not it's like
0: kind of anticlimactic for for what it is, right yeah for sure i can definitely empathize with you know both things you just said both the, the needle phobia and then the uh you know the reaction after oh that yeah. was quick you know yeah yeah i i definitely i definitely feel that so you said it was probably one of the most common things that you've mm-hmm. you know seen in people coming in right how common would you say that is
2: i'd say roughly roughly a third of people like I, i'll ask them and say yeah they'll say yeah, I, I really don't like needles I, i'm not gonna watch um But aside from that, most people seem to be. uh, The main concerns are generally about the side effects of the vaccine, especially after the second dose. Those are, it's usually more, much more intense, um, especially when uh, they're mixing vaccines. So I've done a lot of cases where um, some people had Pfizer first and and Moderna second, or vice versa, um, or AstraZeneca first and then one of the mRNA vaccines afterwards. And so um, they want to know, like, what they want to make sure that you know what they're getting is safe and, and appropriate and. If, if there are any side effects, how to deal with them? Um, in addition to that, I know some people are admittedly concerned about uh, the accelerated timeline for the development of the vaccines. I mean, like wh- whether or not you use the term "rushed" or "accelerated," there's is there's kind of no way around the fact that, like, yes, it was developed faster than than we've seen before. Um, but in the end, you know, it's you're kind of it's a it's a risk either way. You're kind of trading the risk of. Um, contracting or spreading the virus uh for the risk of any long term effects that we that uh that might pop up um but in the end that that hasn't that hasn't deterred anyone that I've that I've vaccinated or or talked to so far um and I I think the best approach is just to be be honest with uh with people that come in and are asking about things like that versus kind of an approach of it's like you know shut up and take your medicine and like gloss over the the side effects and and everything that that for kind of sure. way yeah, so I it, people just end up being the most comfortable if they feel like you know the choice is there is to receive the vaccine, and oftentimes I won't even touch the needle until like if, if they need to have a conversation about um, what to expect and, and any and any other questions about the vaccines. Um, and on top of that, uh, just generally, what gives people comfort is knowing the main side effects and how to deal with them. So I when I mention certain side effects and People will tense up, but then once I mention, okay, you, but you can take Tylenol or Advil to, to to deal with them. They're like, oh, okay, and like it shouldn't last more than a day or so. They're like, oh, okay.
0: So what resources, um, like as somebody you know, giving the shots, what what resources are you know the vaccinators able to give to people getting getting the shot? So if I come in to get my vaccine from you, what can you give me? Um, you know, as like further reading or, or something like that. Yeah, you know? there's there's um, like, just
2: a a general just a general kind of pamphlet or information booklet that will that will give to people that has information about the vaccine itself, the side effects, what to expect, and um, what to do if you experience any any serious side effects, for example. And then of course there's the we do the practice of like like every other clinic doing um, the fifteen minute wait period after receiving the vaccine just to make sure there aren't any immediate reactions or allergic reactions or anything like that.
0: Well, you know, it's really good to hear that for the most part, our vaccinators are incredibly well trained um, and have a wealth of information and resources available for us.
1: Yes, definitely very reassuring to know. Uh, I guess one last question for what the situation is now. Are appointments still being booked fully or are we starting to see that some are going unfilled? Are we seeing some appointments being missed? Uh, What's the situation right now?
2: Uh, So that entirely depends on the vaccine. Pfizer definitely has a lot more clout than than Moderna um, and and AstraZeneca at, at this point. So when we do have Pfizer, its appointments are basically entirely booked almost immediately after we receive the shipment, and so that's that's 90 a day. Whereas with Moderna, it's a bit harder to fill those spots. Um, Mostly because people either aren't sure about mixing the vaccines if they got Pfizer for their first shot, if they want to do Moderna for the second, or just a, just a factor of less people receiving Moderna as their first shot. And I know at the at the other pharmacy that I, that I work at, the waitlist for Pfizer is at, at one point was up to 760 people, while the waitlist for Moderna was 72 people. So it's, it's very dependent on, on which vaccine is available and when the shipments come in. But Pfizer, it's no problem filling up
0: appointments. Well, uh, thank you, Matt. Thanks so much again for engaging with us today and sharing your experience. No worries. So just before we sign off for today, we want to remind you all that if you do decide to get a vaccine, you can find current locations through the Government of Ontario website, your region or district's websites, and at Can, who regularly provide information about pop-up vaccine clinics on Twitter and Instagram. Links are in the episode description.
1: If you have any vaccine related questions of your own, you can reach us at Sci for everyone on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. Thank you again for tuning in and remember to subscribe for more conversations and some insightful answers to your vaccine questions.
0: Vaccination is a joint production of Science for Everyone and Misinformed.ca. It's produced by Sam Marchetti, Connor McLean, Nagar Astley, June Kim, Maria Denk, and Kayla McKee, with editorial help provided by Kayla Benjamin. This podcast was produced in partnership with Misinformed in support of their PHAC funded campaign, hashtag I Got vaccinated.